Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. I must ask you, what does it mean by player's report? It means they left for a couple of days and then they came back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it means now. I saw that and I just started chuckling. I, I uh, alluded to this earlier in the program that um, I clipped, I saved all the stuff, all the key dates you, you had down there. Uh, mm -hmm. In the story, Wednesday, August the 2nd, we'll get to hear from Coach Pittman, Coach Souders. Then on Thursday, August the 3rd, the players report, where'd they go? And then uh, Friday, August the 4th, the first day of fall camp. Mm -hmm. Ready. When is, yep. when is media day? Uh, usually, I feel like in the past it's been done on – Maybe this Saturday or Sunday after they start, but it's not really. I mean, they don't really do a media day anymore. No, they, they don't. Do. Okay. Last time I can remember is really when Chad was uh, head coach, and they had what? I mean, was it Chad under Chad Trey that we went through the locker room? The players were at their lockers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those were. I good. feel like I, with I Chad, like it was. I feel yeah. like we might have done that, but one year I remember, or the last year, the second year, I remember they had basically all the players in the indoor football facility in a mm. like an oval, and you could walk around and talk to everybody. That's the last time I remember it being done mm. like that. Hmm. I like the locker room. I, I think Bielema did that, didn't he? Yeah, I'm, I went up. Yes, uh, we did that some with Bielema yeah. also. Um, I used to always take advantage of the opportunity to talk to the, all the freshmen then mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because that was the last time that we would be able to speak with any of them. So I always made sure to – me and Danny would just go around to every freshman and, and you know, get them on video and talk to them a little bit because then after that they were, they were just off limits. But, uh, yeah, if they even do it this year, all it will be is just like a regular press conference. It will be um, – It'll be Sam Pittman and like two players, maybe four players, something like that, if they even do it. But yeah. it's not. I mean, it's no, it's no different than you know what they're going to do anyway. They'll have Jimmy Smith on Saturday, right? And they'll bring in a couple of running backs, you know. And you know, it's. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know that there's any real reason in this day and age yeah. to do a media day like they used to. Uh, last last time I came up for media day, they were in, in front of their lockers, and that worked well for about 30, 35 minutes. And some of the guys got bored, and they started shuffling around, going to talk to their friends. You couldn't find <laughs> right, anybody. Right. Here's the only, to me, the real benefit of media day, Trey, and you may find this or not, you have such little access to players one-on-one -on -one that mm -hmm. if you have a real specialty angle on a player, you can kind of wait until he – has uh, doesn't have a lot of people around him and go write feature type stuff on these guys. And I know, you know, you're looking for newsy stuff, but I, I think that's the one advantage to having um, a media day. Well, that's sweet, Rick. You were thinking of <laughs> you were thinking of the media. 
<laughs> and I, in my head, I was thinking oh. there's no advantage for the university to do oh, that. And, you, and okay. you went straight to thinking yeah. about the, the people. I'm sorry. You're right. Okay. I apologize. I used to work for the university, and that's how we thought. That's how we thought. We wanted people to get teachers. But the guys got experience being in front of a microphone and being interviewed, things that they take with them the rest of their life. Do you think they Trey? Do, do they get any kind of training in that anymore? Because they do have the group sessions, oh, yeah. and so two or three guys will go in front of them. They do get training for that. Oh, there's no question that they get training for you know how to conduct themselves in front of the media, you know, and get you know they're going to get talked up. They get training on, um, you know, every manners like eating at a table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, uh, Rick, you probably remember that from back in the day. But they, you know, you, you do certain things like. You know what what the outside fork is for mm-hmm. <laughs> you know all yeah. those kinds of things that you're going to be doing uh, publicly and most of those guys know but there's some that that just don't and um, you know you get coached up on that you get coached up on on how to talk to the media um, you, uh, you get ruined a lot of times you know because you basically a, a lot of players are told hey don't say this or a lot of players get kind of scared to uh to open up sure um you know some don't care and they'll just say whatever they want right. but uh those times you know those players don't always get selected uh, to come visit with us but um yeah a lot of times you I, I always remember this one instance you know travis swanson love travis swanson great family but i always called him the wall because you couldn't get anything out of him he, he just wouldn't say anything <laughs> and this one time i said hey travis who are who is one of the you know one of the younger players that's that's really jumped out to you, you know, this fall camp or whatever. And uh, he goes, well, all of them. All of them are doing a great job. And I go, one name, Travis. I want you to give me one name, and let's talk about this one guy. And he gave it to me, but, you know, you had to you got to phrase it a certain way. But, you know, a lot of, they, they, get, they get coached up, which is what you would do in any business. I mean, college football is big business. Um, you coach up your employees. You coach up your – um, well, they're not employees, are they? <laughs> you coach up your your, uh, yeah. you know, your employees and uh, and and business, and you know how to conduct yourself and how to you know how to meet with people and, and all those kinds of things. You so know, they're, they're it's no different than anything else. They're chief executives of companies that are coached by media by uh, public relation firms and how to do that also. Mm-hmm. And so, hey. It's good training. No difference. Uh, by the way, this is from our Buzz text line. Drew asked the question, why can't you guys talk to the players? I don't get it. COVID, I, I think COVID I changed everything. COVID no. changed a lot. It was already mm-hmm. trending that way. Yeah. I'll say, you know, with each coach, the structure has changed uh, each time and has been, I would say, more – I feel like we've gotten just a little bit less every time. But also, you know, things have changed just a little bit, you know. I mean, with Zoom and mm-hmm. and things like that, I, Zoom's, I think, I like having, you know, the ability to do Zoom stuff. Now, I always show up in person because I want to ask questions right. and I don't always get to on Zoom. But, um, you know, just the ability to, you know, quickly record it versus having to record it myself that's that's been nice so there, there's there's plenty of advantages and stuff um but i mean it's just it's just different you know college football just isn't the same as it used to be and that's because there's so much access to it now um in terms of you know what can get out there and it's just different just different different world but I, i've said before i feel like I, I say this every year about this time is you know i'd like and 
first of all, I want to say this. Arkansas does a great job getting this access compared to everybody else. And this, you know, you're never just going to go back to the way it was. But, you know, we'll have access to practices and get to watch practices. There's other SEC teams, for the most part, aren't doing that. You know, they may ask that we don't report on an injury and stuff, but I'm fine with trading that out if I can watch practice because most schools don't even give you the option to do that. So, you know, I want to say that first, but um, it's just it's just a different just a different era now. In college oh, I'll tell you, that's, that's just like when they stop the access to the locker room after the games. Mm-hmm. Where you used to go in there and you could – I mean, we loved it for our post-game show because – we could get all kinds of interviews. Uh, you had access even to the coordinators, uh, position coaches, and so forth. But those days are over. Uh, I don't know the great we'll things, ever be able to go back in the locker room. One of the great things about the NFL that's, that's different than college football is there are rules. In college football, there's not a lot of rules anymore. But in the NFL, you know, if you want to uh, – well, you have to, hold, you have to hold certain, like, open practices for local media. And you know, have open you know post game locker rooms mm-hmm. for media. That's those things are mandated, but the NCAA doesn't have like an overall blanket policy. Um, you know, that's you know one reason fantasy football would not be able to exist on the NFL level without injury reports. I mean, it just would like people get too frustrated. But the NFL is required to put out injury reports. College teams were required to put out injury reports. And that would probably stop a lot of the the reasons to close practices let's talk with jake jake good afternoon you got a question or comment for trey absolutely i do good afternoon randy ray and brick good, good afternoon, afternoon how, are you? Trey, how are you guys doing good, doing great thank good. you great hey hey so first off uh negative nancy mike said uh, you know I think 27 times in under 90 seconds well, i've got 37 i've got 25 i got all kinds of numbers Never mind. Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, if that dude knew anything about sports, it'd be really okay. Cool. My, okay, Jake, I mean, Jake, Jake, Jake. Yeah. Question, hey, all right, question for Trey. Trey. Trey, hey. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to hear more about football. I'm tired of hearing about basketball. I know we got basketball <laughs> stuff going on. Our basketball team's going to be great. Our baseball team's going to be great. Football's going to be starting this week. Let's, like, start talking football. Like, tell me what are the deficiencies and what are the efficiencies on this team? Like, mm-hmm. what's good, what's bad, where do we need to look at, like, problem areas? And I honestly, I still say, I've been saying this since the beginning of summer, eight to nine wins, man. I, 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 really, I really feel like this, especially with KJ doing the work that he did in the offseason and – you know, the rest of the team, I, I just feel like we have that ability. I'd like to hear your opinion on that, Trey. And uh, as always, guys, thank you for talking to you and go off. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. I mean, I don't think that that's out of the question. I mean, eight wins I think is, is very reasonable, something you should, you know, expect at least that in year four of a head coach, um, you know, especially this day with the transfer portal. Uh, and the work that Arkansas has done, I don't think that's that's unreasonable to expect. Uh, Arkansas has to be better about winning close games. I mean, you look at the Texas A&M game, obviously, I mean, you can kind of point to one play that seems to, like, 
you know, just change everything for, for Arkansas. Um, the Liberty game lost 21-19 because they didn't have a backup quarterback who was health, it was better than KJ Jefferson was, you know, just as a shell of himself. Uh, LSU, you lost 13-10. You didn't have any offense because you didn't have your starting quarterback and you lost at Missouri by two, you know, so the difference is like Arkansas, I mean, what are the close games that they won last year? The Kansas game, that game yeah, never should have been in overtime. Arkansas close. had to win that. They had to win that three times mm-hmm. before the refs gave it to them. Uh, Arkansas didn't win any close games last year. You look back the year before; it's a pretty even split, if I remember. Pretty even split on games, and so I mean, if you look at it that way, you know they have a pretty even split on those close games. They won nine games back to back years, finishing the top twenty-five. Everybody's feeling pretty good, right? So, to me, it's, it's getting those close wins. As far as looking at this team and where the strengths and weaknesses, people know I feel, I feel good about where they are at the defensive line spot, uh, at, at every spot on the defensive line. Uh, they're, they're three deep with experienced players. Um, I mean, the least experienced might be, um, might be uh, Marcus Miller. <laughs> He's a mm-hmm. senior, uh, you know, uh, or Nico. Probably one of those two, and Nico played pretty good bit last year. He saw some action, so a lot of experience up front on the defensive line. Three deep, nine seniors on the defensive line. Now, is there a superstar? Landon Jackson probably be the guy that we would look to and say this guy's got a chance. Six six two eighty six seven two eighty one. That's what he checked in. The, the wow. roster heights and weights have been updated, mm-hmm. um, and allegedly running twenty miles an hour. And we'll see how all that translates, but those are, you know, that's all we got right now. Uh, is there a star on the defensive line? I don't know yet. Trajan Jeffcoat's former All-SEC player. Uh, we really like Cam Ball's ability. But what I like about them is they're going to get to the fourth quarter. You know, unless there's just a, a huge rash of injuries, they're getting to the fourth quarter in these games and late in the season because they have a three deep. Even if it's just a bunch of average players, they're getting to the fourth quarter and not gasping for air. Nine scholarship linebackers. Uh, they only returned four from last year. Two key transfer additions in Jaheim Thomas uh, and Antonio Greer to go with Christopher Paul. I think that will be your primary rotation. I think also when they go to a 4-3 um, under look, they will have uh, Jaheim Thomas probably as that outside linebacker, 6'4", 240. I think that's kind of the, the, the role they want him in. So – and you got Manny Powell and Jordan Crook also. I mean, those guys have a lot of upside, a lot of potential. And uh, and they'll, you know, they're not going to be asked to play a whole lot. Uh, I mean, I think they will play, but they're they're not going to be relied on so much. You're going to be able to, to rotate a little bit better there. And then the secondary, I would say that's probably still the biggest concern I have on the team. Um, you know, I think they're going to be in good shape at the corner spots with McLovin coming back. Uh, I'm just anxious to see how they move things around. You have Jaheim Singletary, who's a former five-star from Georgia, and Snacks Johnson. I think Al Walcott mans the the nickel spot. And then I wonder, I just wonder a little bit about safeties. Uh, I think Hudson Clark will start, and and who else you have. And then, you know, I wonder about depth a little bit. And how long will Jalen Braxton take to come on? You know, or Metcalf, you know, those, those freshmen. How long do they take to come along? Offensively, wide receiver still a question just because there's some unknown there. Uh, running back's not a question. 
quarterback's not a question. Quarterback's in a lot better situation, as good a situation as it's been probably since since Mallett, Tyler Wilson, and Brandon Allen were on the same team. So, you know, that's the quarterback spot's in good shape. Now the offensive line, we've been waiting for Sam Pittman's guys to get ready to get in there, and now they've got three of them in there. So how well how well will they do? That's that's probably the question. Biggest questions I would say are still safety and tackle on offense. Trey, we don't talk. I mean, we know about Connor Cam. also. Sorry, yeah, Cam Connor. Little, yeah, Connor was... gives me a little bit of concern. Um, Cam Little is is obviously, you know, he's he's going to be a good. He's going to make more than he misses, and he'll make some key kicks. The punting situation, I know that I know that Max Fletcher has a big leg. He's just so inconsistent. He was last year. He's got to get over that. He's got to be a much more consistent punter. They brought in some guys uh, who are walk-ons. Tyler Larko's one. I don't think Tyler Larko has near as big a leg as Max Fletcher does, but is he more is he going to consistently punt at 42 yards? If he can, then you know that's something. But yeah, I would say punting would probably be a question for me right now, too. It, it seems like, guys, for years, I mean, I could think back. If I really thought about it, I'd probably name every punter since, like, Matt Waite. <laughs> um, and Arkansas never had a bad punter. And then suddenly they just started having punting problems, and they just can't seem to, to pull out of it. Seems like it's been forever. Yeah. Let's talk to uh, Roe. Roe, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, I do. Uh, Trey, now, I, w- I was looking at the, uh, the updated list earlier, and I saw some weight gains from some of the guys. Uh, that 242 by Rocket is kind of eye-popping. But uh, Quincy Rhodes, I saw him at 289 on the defensive yeah. line. Like, uh, I know coming He was listed at, uh, at 250 <laughs> before that. Yes. Yes. Uh, now, what are the, the prospects on him? Uh, possibly stepping in and, and playing this year on the defensive line, and uh, yeah, I want to I want to know about that. Also, do you I'm, see how I'm big? Do you see how big Ian Jafar is? Oh my, three ninety four was that right? Yeah, <laughs> oh three ninety four. He might be the biggest guy ever. I ever, can't wait. Arkansas. I cannot wait yeah. to get a look at him hey, yo, on Thursday. Yo, yo, is he seven four? <laughs> Six I was. I took my son. I took my son oh, to Razorback camp. No. I took my son to Razorback camp. Uh, they had the one day camp for the kids, mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of players came through. But Jafar was there, and I looked at him. I was like, I could tell he was a big dude. He did not look three ninety four, but I shook his hand and I felt it. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I felt it. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, "Oh man, this 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 dude's a monster for three ninety four. That is that is is mostly muscle. Is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to tell everybody. He ain't just a sloppy three ninety four. That dude is yoked up pretty much for a big guy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I just I just wanted. To, I'm I'm in, I'm intrigued about the defensive line play. Man, mm-hmm. I like that trench work and things like that. Uh, and one more, Randy, can I take one more second to say one more thing? Sure, sure. Uh, I called every show early. I'm doing a fundraiser. Well, my son's doing a fundraiser for the youth football team here in the city. Uh, the only way I can get the link out is by telling people on the radio and on my Twitter page. That's the only place you can get it, or I text it to you. But uh, we're selling some delicious popcorn, and all the proceeds go to help this uh, help this youth football team. They, you need a lot of equipment, and you know, 
money can get tight when you deal with a lot of kids like this. So anything anybody can do would be greatly appreciated, man. And I want to thank y'all for just giving me a couple seconds to mention that on the on the show right now. Also, good to hear from you, Ro. Okay, love to help the kids, Ro. Thank you, buddy. So defensive line, you know, we kind of talked about that a minute ago, but I think it's it's kind of weird in a way that the number one prospect in the state of Arkansas, who's Quincy Rhodes, probably isn't going to be asked to hold, to play a whole lot. You know, I mean, it's just with what they have coming back. I mean, now you always have phenoms, and maybe he'll turn out, and we should probably get a pretty good idea once they strap on pads here in a few days. Uh, if he can help them and move past some some veteran players on the defensive line, but you know right now it's kind of like last year too. Quincy, or excuse me, Isaiah Satania was the number one prospect in the state and and wasn't asked to play a whole lot. So, by the way, if you were thinking of ho- signing up at Hog Sports, anybody listening, getting your fall camp stuff, don't do it today. Wait till tomorrow. Just trust me. Like it, a teaser. All right, Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Media, hogsports.com, being brought to you by Asher Record Services.